everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you all are doing very, very well and that you've been spending your time wisely. Ask yourself that question. Have you been spending your time wisely? How have you been engaging others? How have you been thinking about your life? Have you been conscious and intentional? Something that my dear friend Lejeune and I talk about all the time. As we move through life, how are we doing it? Are you conscious about your thoughts and how your thoughts impact your words and deeds? Are you? Do you think about how you see the world and whether others see the world the same way as you? This is an important question about how we see, how we see the world, how we see ourselves. And I know that when I think about my own life as I'm moving through space and I pause and I look around to see others and sometimes imagine, what is that person's life like? What is that person going through right now? And I live in Harlem. It's a busy neighborhood. New York City is a very busy place. And often I am moving so fast that it's really just me moving in space, trying to get from A to B, you know, being mindful of other people, but more mindful of space. How can I get to my destination without impacting somebody else's physical space? Like literally don't want to bump into anybody. Uh, want, if I'm driving, I want to honor the rules of the road so that others are safe as I am safe. But those are sort of basic things, right? Super basic things. I'm thinking beyond that now. So back to me in New York, sometimes I'll just stand outside still and look around. And when I stand still and look around, it's fascinating what I see. And, you know, as a, as a child, I remember with my sister sometimes imagining out loud what people's lives are like and traveling down an imaginary path of, well, I think that they're going to this place and this is what their family is like and this is what their job is and, and you know, whatever it might be, imagining, conjuring up what someone's life is as it is different from my own. As I think about that today, I wonder how many of us take the time to step back, to pause, and to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. What are the challenges that these other people might face? What are the opportunities before them? What is their family like? What is their neighborhood like? What, what constitutes their day? I like thinking about this because what it does is to take us outside of ourselves for a moment, envisioning how another person lives. Now, I want you to consider this one step further with something else in mind. Think about a time when you got frustrated with someone. It could be literally walking down the street, driving in your car, 
It could be an encounter at work. Just think about a moment right now. Think about a moment where you had an encounter with someone that was difficult, that created friction, that made you unhappy. And not not a big situation, but something small that 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 kind of churned you up. In places where there's a lot of traffic, it could be road rage. You know, that that's a real thing. And for many people, it is you can get to the point of bubbling up inside and getting so frustrated and angry that you could lash out at someone else. Have you ever had that experience within? And if you have, have you ever found yourself yelling out the window at someone or tooting your horn incessantly when you're in a traffic jam? It's nothing that anybody can do. Have you ever found yourself feeling emotionally out of control because you are reacting to someone else, the behavior of someone else? Has it happened to you? It's happened to me many times. I have learned how to check it so that I don't, don't allow it to spiral. But if I'm telling the truth, I definitely have had the experience where something happened that triggered me that happened because of someone's else's behavior. And whatever that behavior was, it got in the way of whatever it was that my objective was for that moment. Okay, let's take this a little further. Because today's focus, I call clean your glasses. So, you know, I wear glasses every day. What does that mean, clean your glasses? So literally, if your glasses are dirty and you look through glasses in order to see, things will not be sharp. What is in your line of sight will not be sharp. Your vision will not be sharp. And if your vision is not sharp, then the road ahead will not be clear right? I mean, that's a very simple thing that we, that we know about the idea of cleaning your glasses. If they're really dirty, you can't see through them. And there could be something right in front of you that's blurry because the glasses aren't clean. All right. So literally, we know that if you wear glasses, sunglasses, any kind of glasses, if they're dirty, you're not going to see clearly. Okay, I want to go beyond the literal to something figurative. Um, a wonderful spiritual teacher said to my community, and this is a paraphrase, but that in order to get to heart-to-heart -heart connection with others, you have to change the prescription of your glasses. And when I heard that, I was like, mm, see, I'm a person who's been literally wearing glasses since I was in the fifth grade. And I put them right beside me at night. The first thing I do before I get out of the bed is to put my glasses on. That's how much I need them to see. And so this notion, change the prescription of your glasses. Like, what does that mean? What does it mean to look through a lens with a different prescription? So for someone who wears glasses, who has a strong prescription, I know that if my prescription is not correct, it's just like the dirty lens. 
I can't see well. I'm not seeing clearly. I don't know what is before me accurately because I'm not seeing well. Okay, so let's look a little bit more deeply into that. If we're talking spiritually about changing the prescription of your glasses, as I have contemplated that, what has come for me is the way I see the world isn't the only way the world can be seen. My worldview is not necessarily yours, and it doesn't mean that either is right or wrong. It means I see things in a certain way based upon the way that I grew up, based upon my family values, based upon the experiences that I've had, based upon where I live and have lived, based upon my exposure and experience, based upon the people I've met, the stories that I've listened to, all that I have learned about life and other people that help me to see more clearly. So think about that for yourself. When you are just, when you're a child, you know so little. And I remember when my daughter was in, um, from kindergarten to the eighth grade, the school where she went, had a wonderful curriculum that helped children first to come to an understanding of who they were. Oh, you know, who who am I and what can I do? You know, that sense of wonder when you can figure out that you make things happen. And then it went from what can you do and how does your body behave to how the world works and who's around you and who's part of your world and what do they mean from family to then community to leaders to your neighborhood and on and on, and, it, and the circles grew and grew over time as to what the students learned their world was. And literally, their world view grew based upon what they were learning. Well, similarly, for us, for all of us, as we experience life, our understanding of people and the world changes based upon what certainly foundationally, there's certain things to say that stay the same because we've been taught how to look at the world, how to understand the world. But as we live and see and learn, A, sometimes foundational views change, B, our awareness expands tremendously. And so that sense of changing the prescription of your glasses is something that makes sense. Well, if you know more information, then you tweak the way you see the world. Clean your glasses, right? How do we see each other? What is the way that we see others mean for how we interact with the people whose lives we touch? Why does it matter right now? Well, for those looking live or in the month of February, this is Black History Month. And I have been contemplating what does it mean today to, to pay attention to the lives of people of African descent in this incredible country and to look through the lens of people of African descent to see what their our lives are like. 
we certainly are not monolithic. There's so many different communities, ways of being that make up this dynamic community that we call the African-American community. There are many ways that people view this community from the outside, right? There are, there are so many opinions that people have about what it means to be black, right? And who gets to have value within the black community? And it's, it, it's a puzzling thing when you think about it. How do other people get to define who has value? Unfortunately, the way that this country was created was based upon a, a system that did not value people of African descent. And we are still grappling with the residue of that, even in this year, so many years after the founding of this country. Do you care? I'm going to hope that you do. I'm going to hope that you care about everyone and that you would like to believe that you can look through clear lenses to see people for who they are. The challenge of that is that stereotypes and systemic racism and conditioning and false beliefs have been embedded into our the fabric of our culture. So a lot of times people make assumptions about each other that just don't make any sense, except for that they've been baked in. So when ideas and beliefs are baked in, imagine going back to your vision, if you haven't cleaned your glasses in so long that there's stuff baked on and you really can't see clearly, how can you know what's in front of you, who's in front of you, how to engage with others if you can't see the truth, if you can't recognize the truth? How can you know how to move through space and be with other people and honor them for who they are if you are only looking through the lens of how you grew up and what you were taught and not considering who they are, how they grew up, what they were taught, the experiences that they have had to make them who they are. So we talk about this notion of worldview. Culturally, people have different worldviews based upon how they grew up, what their parents taught them, what the community taught them, what their experiences have taught them. And if you talk to people from different parts of the world, different parts even of the United States, where communities are so very different, you will find that the worldview that people have may be very different from yours. But does different make it wrong? Does different make it less valuable? I want to say absolutely not. Different makes it different. And being someone who lives in New York City, where there are people literally from all over the world here, and I meet many of them on a regular basis, I recognize that if I can be quiet for a moment, if I can be still and listen and pay attention 
and learn and have the willingness to consider how other people live and look through the lens of believing that there is value in whoever that is across from me, then there's opportunity for connection, for respect, for intimacy, for creativity, for productivity, for collaboration. It's amazing how you view the world and others has everything to do with how you're going to be able to engage with them. If you are unwilling to consider the way that other people look at and live in the world, you will remain limited. I want to say to you, clean your glasses. Take a different look. There's somebody different from you. Take a look at them and learn. What can you learn from them about how to be a better you? about how to treat people well, about how to incorporate other people's ideas into ideas that you have, how to be community. It's a wonderful experiment. And I want to challenge all of us to consider this. As you move through your day, pay attention to someone who you may not have paid attention to before. What is interesting about that person who's different from you? What do you appreciate about that person that you're noticing now with fresh eyes? What fascinates you about that person? What would you like to learn about that person? And then once you have that in mind, be aware of the fact that you are talking about another human being. So you're not talking about, you know, a creature at the zoo. And I say that because as a black woman, I can tell you how many people have come up and wanted to touch my hair or touch me, um, believe that they could ask me anything about my culture, no matter what the moment was, because I should be a representative for every black person. That is not what I mean. In your curiosity about others, be respectful, be honorable, be a, an observer first. So check to see, is this a good moment? And when you approach someone, especially if it's someone that you don't know, but even if it's someone you do know, you want to ask, is this, is this a good moment? I would like to talk to you. And you can share your curiosity. You know, I notice some things about you that are different from me, and I'd, I'd like to learn more. If you ask with humility, you will often open the door. If you ask with self-righteousness, you often slam a door. If it's someone that you know, but you haven't paid attention to in the way you think might bond you more meaningfully, be prepared to take it slowly. You can even say, you know, we've worked together for so long and I'd like to get to know you better. And I'd like you to get to know me better. And then you wait to see, is this a good time for that person? Does that person share your sentiment? Is there space 
to get to a place where through a fresh lens, through fresh eyes, you can interact with each other. This happens when people are ready. You, you can't push yourself on to someone else because as you are cleaning your glasses, they may or may not be cleaning theirs. They may have thought about this a long time ago and made an effort and you didn't notice. Who knows? But if you walk with the intention that you want to honor people by getting to know them, by being respectful of who they are, chances are you will create a window of opportunity to engage people with more meaning and depth than you may have in the past. Okay, so, you know, I looked for a quote that might reflect this, this sentiment. I already told you about changing the prescription of your glasses, but here's one that I found that I'd like to share with you. The lens through which you view the world will greatly affect the quality of your life. This is from Mike Sissel. I'll say it again. The lens through which you view the world will greatly affect the quality of your life. What does that mean? That's what we've been talking about. And I titled this moment for Dream Leapers Inspiration as Clean Your Glasses because I thought, well, it might be curious to some of you all, what in the world does she mean by that? If you can't see beyond yourself, beyond your life, if you can't even consider looking more broadly than whatever your way of seeing the world is, you're missing out on so much. It's kind of like the folks generations ago who thought the world was flat. So they were afraid they would fall off if they got to the edge of it. And then scientists were able to prove that the world is round, that the earth is round. And so we can go around it. There have been so many moments in my life when my eyes have been opened more broadly than I could ever have imagined. When I got to see into the experiences and challenges that other people have faced. And then I realized, wow, wow, that person's life is different from mine. And yet I can learn from them. And the fact that I see that that person's life is different than mine proves to me that we are not all the same. Okay, we know that. I'm saying it out loud and you're probably like, really, Harriet? I know that we're not all the same. But what does that mean? How can you see others if you haven't challenged yourself to look beyond whatever the belief system is that you grew up with? And every time you push yourself to consider another person's way of seeing the same thing, you create space for growth. So let's use the example of going to an art gallery because this is probably an easy example for you to get a sense of what I'm talking about. Most everybody's been to an art gallery or museum. When you, do you remember standing in front of a work of art, looking at it and contemplating, what do I see? What does this mean to me? 
What reaction am I having to what I'm looking at? And then talking to somebody else, maybe the person next to you, maybe if you were in a class, fellow students or your professor, what does this piece of work mean? And did it happen to you that to your surprise, someone else saw something different than what you saw? Has that ever happened? You go, how did you see that? I didn't see that. And if that occurred, did you ever get into a conversation, maybe even a debate? No, this is what I see. I see this. I don't see what you saw. Or tell me what you saw. Let me, let me try to look at it from your perspective. Have you ever had that kind of what I call a delicious debate about creativity? The debate can be a delicious debate if you recognize that the way you see something, the way somebody else sees something, both views are valid, even when they're different. Not easy to consider, not easy to discuss or debate because you could dig your heels in and say, no, this is true. This is what I know. This is how it is. You are wrong. Many artists say they make the art and then they let the viewer interpret the art rather than saying, this is exactly what I want you to see and, and think, especially in contemporary art, abstract art. It's for the viewer to contemplate. You know, there are psychological uh, tests that are given, like the Rorschach test. What do you see in this ink blot? What do you see? And what you see may be different from what I see, and it says something about you. Does it have to say something that has judgment attached to it? Or could, just, could it just say something? What do you think about that? And taking that back to your engagement with humanity, your engagement with others. The way you see others is based upon all of the experiences and knowledge that you have collected and synthesized and processed up until this moment. Same for them. So you're bringing all that you are to the moment. They're bringing all that they are to the moment. And you two are not seeing in the exact same way. So if we go back to this quote, the lens through which you view the world will greatly affect the quality of your life. Imagine if also you are willing to learn what lens others are seeing the world through, that you talk to others about who they are, what they value, what a situation may mean based upon everything they bring to the table. This may sound esoteric, but it's actually, it's fun and effective in work, in social settings, in, in conflict to be sure. But when you think about it in work, for example, if you are facing a challenge and you're working with a team, you could be the person who says, it has to be done this way because this is what the boss said, or if you're the boss, this is what I said. This is how we solve this problem. This is how we complete this task. But if you're part of a team, what if other team members say, well, 
would you consider trying to do it this way? Because I've attempted something similar with really good results. Based upon my experience, I think this might work. That is you, when that person says it, you can say, wait a minute, let me consider this other view, this lens through which this person is looking at the same situation. And if we choose to collaborate by listening to each other openly and with the belief that everyone has value, recognizing that the lens through which you see things may be different from mine and creating space for us to share what we see and why, can you see how that can make such a more dynamic experience and very likely a better outcome? Because you collaborate, you may not choose that person's idea as a group. You may continue to do things the way they were done before. You may agree to create a new way of doing things based on everyone's input. The point here is that if you listen and have the willingness to look through a lens that says everybody else is valuable too, then you are inclusive. Then you're not pushing through other people's ideas to get to the resolution that you've already made up in your mind. Then in a moment of road rage, you can take a breath and have compassion for someone who may be late for an appointment. You can have compassion for the person walking across the street more slowly than you would like because maybe they've got some burden that they're carrying. You can have compassion for the person who speaks a different language and is speaking more slowly to make sure that everyone understands what they're saying. Compassion comes when you look through your own lens and recognize that others have their own. So this week, practice cleaning your glasses, looking through a lens of compassion and an inclusive lens where you take the time to notice other people and you take the time to honor them. Thank you for spending this moment with me. It's always an honor to be with you. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.